Jacobs here from Live Your Own Fit Health and Performance Coaching. And today I want to share with you what I see working every day for my life stars. These are my clients. This is the biggest self-coaching tool to getting the weight loss, the energy levels, controlled mind and health of your dreams. So listen up. This self-coaching tool has also worked for me personally and continues to do so every single day. So are you ready? It is learning how to master self-kindness over self-criticism. So what do I mean by this? Well, when clients come to me for health and performance coaching, they're generally coming because they've struggled for years, often decades with fatigue, with their body weight, with their health, and they find as they get older, all of these pain points that I've just listed are getting less tolerable and more pronounced. So maybe in the past, they may have seen some short-term results, but now these are very short-lived and they're needing to get some better results. How I like to explain self-kindness is treating yourself the same as you would treat your best friend. So the first step is acknowledging that you just had a hateful thought about yourself. And I like to call this self-trolling talk. So perhaps you're asking yourself now if you have self-trolling talk and these negative sort of self-talk patterns, and I bet you're coming up with lots right now. (laughs) So we wouldn't put up with social media trolls or bullying at school or in our workplace or by our partners. But we do it constantly to ourselves all day, every day, subconsciously. We just don't realize what we're doing. So when we have a thought, for example, of you're disgusting or I can't believe you're so lazy, you're ridiculous, or it could be a real sort of feeling and that deep-seated knowledge of I'm not good enough. We are really setting ourselves up for developing the opposite habits that we want for our dream life performance. And these are those habits uh, that uh, that sort of stop you overeating. Um, oh, sorry. These are those habits like overeating, They're comfort eating, emotional eating, binge eating, disordered eating, or perhaps drinking too much alcohol. It's, it's really setting yourself up uh, for uh, results that you just don't want. So if we're constantly putting ourselves down and feeding the negative feedback loop in our mind, how can we expect to adopt the habits we want for the long-term pleasurable results we all desire? So my rule for myself and my clients is if you wouldn't say it or communicate it to your best friend, to your child, to your partner or your pet, then don't say it to yourself. Take a moment now just to check in with yourself and ask yourself, is there a thought that I keep telling myself uh, on repeat that perhaps isn't doing me any good. And I'm going to give you just a couple of breaths to ask yourself this right now. Okay, so I want to tell you a quick story how this played out for a couple of my clients. The first one was a beautiful client in her 50s and she found that she was constantly 
telling herself she was ridiculous, um, you know, since she was a young teenager up till she was in her 50s. It had gotten to the point where her confidence and her self-body image was so low that she was really struggling at her workplace. And at her workplace, she really had to stand up on stage and talk to a lot of people. And, and she had co-workers that were quite a lot younger than her. Um, she thought that they were quite a lot more, um, I suppose, in her mind, fitter, stronger um, and all around just better. So she was also had that comparison syndrome happening as well. Um, but what she when we dug a bit deeper, we found she had this constant thought of I am ridiculous playing out in her mind. It had become a belief system uh, and it wasn't serving her any good. So we started building up her self-gratitude, her self-worth, her empowerment um, and her self-love. And that was through doing some, some practices. And one of them I'm going to share with you at the end of this podcast. So hang in there. Another story I want to tell you is about a male client of mine. We'll call him David. So David put up a post recently and it was a LinkedIn post. He was looking really smart and he was doing his elevator pitch in this video post on LinkedIn. He had lots of great comments, but one comment that stood out to him was a guy that had written, mate, you need to chuck, you need to tuck in your shirt. You look like a hobo. And he had put a smiley face, but he was basically putting him down. David focused on this one comment. He couldn't see the forest for the trees and he couldn't see all the beautiful comments he had gotten because he had this belief system of, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy of this career path and of these potential clients I'm going to get. So he'd already talked himself into telling himself this story that just wasn't true to the point where he took down the post and he blamed it on that one comment. When we dug deeper, it turned out that he had this story already going around in his head. He put, he got past it. We we went past it, and we built up some new new thoughts that made him feel really confident, really good, and he actually felt really authentic and okay with those thoughts and those feelings. He put the post back up and got so many good people singing his praises and saying how well they thought they thought he was doing and he will get potential clients. So he ended up really building his resilience and learning from that situation, which was just awesome. But in both these situations, if these clients already had the self-coaching tools and knew how to build up that self-worth and build up that positive feedback loop, that rhetoric that they tell themselves in their heads that creates thoughts, feelings, actions, and ultimately results in their life, then they wouldn't be be having to, I suppose, come to me. <laughs> um, and yeah, so, so I do find that this is a real big self-coaching tool and it's a foundation to us all making big, big changes in our lives that end up giving us results like, you know, a certain uh, feeling strong or fit, certain body um, image or weight, but most importantly, really building up that inner guidance and that inner love for ourselves that lead us to, to all sorts of things in our life. So showing yourself kindness is easier when you feel proud of your actions. For example, 
Ask yourself now if you've been keeping promises to yourself because when you keep promises to yourself, you will keep your self-respect and this helps create a positive feedback loop leading to decision-making that makes you feel energized, fit and the advantages just go on and it also works to build momentum in that positive feedback loop. So we have grown up in a society where it's easy to buy into that I'm not good enough rhetoric. And this is what is called social conditioning. So when we recognize this, it's easy to change it. But the key is to actually recognize that you're doing it. And that's often the hardest and the first step. So the story of of I'm not good enough is simply a story and you want to recognize it as a story. But what's powerful about this story and so often debilitating and harmful to our energy levels, our body and how we perform and interact every day is the perception of ourselves when we have the I'm not good enough thought on constant repeat. It doesn't work for us. It doesn't work for us in our working lives, our career, at home, with family, and ultimately it makes us feel sick. And this leads to a constant feed of self-criticism that leads to habits like the overeating, the overtraining, the saying yes to people, to to um, situations instead of saying no and also attracting unhealthy relationships and the list just goes on and on and on. So when something does go wrong, like you ate the block of chocolate in the fridge and you have that self-deprecating thought of, I suck, I am hopeless, just recognize yourself having the thought and acknowledge the problem. Yes, acknowledge the problem. I'll say that again. The problem here is you ate too much chocolate. The problem isn't that you suck or you're hopeless. So try and recognize the thought you had before you ate the chocolate and what feeling you were craving by eating the chocolate. Often when it comes to overeating something like chocolate or overdrinking alcohol, it's because you had a stressful self-deprecating thought and that led to a feeling of hopelessness, hopelessness or failure. And often this stems from what I like to call a situation or a circumstance. It will often stem from someone saying something to you and you reacting with it uh, to it by thinking a thought and then that creates a feeling inside of you. So just recognize, side note here, is you can't control a situation or circumstances and everything is a situation and a circumstance. You have no control over it and you have no control over how other people act, what they say, but you do have absolute 100% control over how you react and how you feel. So just keep that in mind and that's your little self-coaching tool. So just going back there, when something does go wrong, like you ate the block of chocolate in the fridge and you have that self-deprecating thought of, I suck, I am hopeless, just recognize yourself having the thought. Then acknowledge the problem. The problem here is you ate too much chocolate. The problem isn't that you suck or you're hopeless. So try and recognize what thought you had before you ate the chocolate and what feeling you were craving by eating the chocolate. 
Often when it comes to overeating something like chocolate or over drinking alcohol, it's because you had a stressful self-deprecating thought and that led to a feeling of hopelessness or failure. And this then led to the action of seeking pleasure in the form of a serotonin dopamine type hit, which in this case was the block of chocolate. So next time this happens, we can actually catch ourselves before eating the block of chocolate when we have the self-deprecating thought. We can recognize the thought and then be okay with the feeling of hopelessness it brings. So look for the dopamine hit by eating either a square of chocolate and then hugging a loved one or a pet, going for a walk to get that happy hormone production. Or if you're an abstainer, Um, and you're still very, very, very much unable to eat just one square of chocolate, you'll eat the whole block, just abstain, drink some water, have a cup of tea or coffee, and then hug a loved one to try and get that dopamine hit and go for a walk. To make self-kindness a habit over self-criticism, we need to recognize what outside factors are influencing our thoughts. So what podcasts are you listening to? And what type of people are you hanging around? What magazines are you reading? What social media accounts are you following? Often you can get into that negative loop of comparison and get that comparison syndrome happening. And then that just builds up, you know, more beliefs of I'm not good enough. I'm a failure. I'm hopeless. um, I'm fat. All of that negative rhetoric. So just be mindful of what external uh, feedbacks you're actually letting coming in. The reason I'm so passionate about my life stars, yourself and myself flexing our self-kindness muscle is because it is so fundamental to our life performance and our life experience. You'll find it impossible to change habits around food, exercise and alcohol consumption if you're constantly criticizing yourself with this self-trolling talk. A practice you can commit to, so if you have a pen and paper handy, now's the time to grab it, is to help automate self-kindness. And it's to show yourself self-gratitude and unconditional self-love for yourself. You can do this by committing to a morning or a night routine, depending on how you are in the morning and at night. And just with a pen and paper, or you can write it in your notes in your your phone, just jot down three things. And this can literally take you one to five minutes. So ask yourself, what is right about me? Second, ask yourself, why am I proud of me? And then thirdly, what am I grateful to myself for? And often you will find it hard at first, but then the more times you do this exercise, it will be easier for you to come up with answers. Uh, But what you'll find is often you'll go to bed at night time, and this is definitely what I used to do, and I know all my clients do this when they first come to me, is they'll go to bed and they'll be thinking about everything they haven't done, they'll be getting totally stressed out, and then ultimately they'll blame it on themselves and they'll tell themselves they're not good enough, they suck, um, they're hopeless, and the list just goes on. So they're going to bed telling themselves how bad they feel about themselves and that that bit of self-hatred is definitely, definitely 
opposite to self-kindness and self-love. So this just helps reprogram our brain and rewire our thoughts so they start working for us instead of against us. And this is really the foundation to gaining control over our minds and ultimately over our lives. So another little uh, self-practice that you can do is a self-love guided meditation. I have mentioned this in the past episodes, but I do have a five-minute self-love guided meditation on YouTube. So check it out. I'll put it in the show notes for you. But simply doing that, um, you can also do what I call mirror work, where you literally look at yourself in the mirror for 30 seconds and you can repeat. Um, I love you and you have to actually look into your eyes and feel it and believe it and it's super powerful and you'll be absolutely shocked at how very hard this is to do. So many people struggle with it and I definitely struggled with it at first too but it is just so enlightening and so empowering that I really, really urge you to try and do it. So, I hope you got a lot out of this podcast and if you found that anything resonated for you or you think of someone in your life that it could be helpful to, please forward it on to them. Please give us a rating, a review on your favorite podcast app to listen to. We also love your feedback. So feel free to message us through our social media channels, either Live Your Own Fit or Jamie L. Jacobs. Feel free to email me at hello at liveyourownfit.com. And thank you so much for listening to this Live Your Own Fit podcast episode. It is such an honor to show up each week and connect with like-minded souls like yourself who want to start living life with energy levels that you deserve and a body and health status that you're proud of. If you are interested in taking this work to the next level, I recommend you contact me at either liveyourownfit.com or hello at liveyourownfit.com. I'd love to hear from you. And until next time, stay well, be happy and enjoy everyone around you.